North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you beautiful people. It's Dr. Lowe coming at you again for another show, another episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. If you don't know me, I am the host, Dr. Lauren Noel. I'm a naturopathic doctor here in San Diego, and I've been doing this show for almost, gosh, it's almost five years now, something crazy like that. So awesome, and I took a little bit of a hiatus, and we're back in the game doing uh, weekly uh, episodes now, and it's been a lot of fun. We've been on a fertility kick lately. Um, last week, we talked with Krista Arecchio. She wrote How to Have a Healthy Pregnancy After the Age 30, something to that nature, and that was a great show. And then the week before, we talked to Stephanie Granke on um, how to be a real food mama and have a healthy pregnancy, healthy uh, delivery, and just some tips on raising young babies. So that's been a lot of fun. And now we're kind of taking a turn into the personal development and empowerment sector. Um, The guest on the show tonight, Michael Strasner, is actually a world-renowned, amazing uh, trainer in the area of self-development, empowerment, and he has a new book coming out. We're going to talk all about that. Um, I had the privilege of being trained by him in some personal development workshops, and it's been just life-changing, and I'm so excited to have him on the show and really help to spread the word about his life-changing book. So very excited about that. I have a very uh, exciting announcement to share with you guys that coming up in March of next year, we're going to be doing a Shine Wellness Retreat. This is going to be in Nicaragua in March. Uh, details to be announced very soon, but uh, if you're interested in taking a trip with me and with uh, some of my uh, key players here at the clinic, we're going to do an event down in uh, Nicaragua and just have a really relaxing retreat full of healthy foods, yoga, some meditation, some relaxation, some nature, just really, really good stuff. So if you want to be involved with that, go over to shinenaturalmedicine.com. You want to sign up for our email list, and we're going to keep you updated on all of those details. I think it's going to be about 10 to 12 people we can bring down there. So it'll be an amazing, amazing time. So check that out. Uh, if you guys are new to the show, you can listen to any previous shows at drlowradio.com. Uh, and also, I wrote a, an ebook called Wired But Tired. This is all about how to set up your life, your daily life, to where you're actually going to have energy throughout the whole day and not feel totally wiped by the end of the day and not get those afternoon crashes. So you can check that out over at drlaurennoel.com. That's D-R-L-A-U-R-E-N-N-O-E-L.com. And you can get that right away, right to your inbox. All right, so let's jump into the show tonight. We have the amazing Michael Strasner on the show. He's a repeat guest because he was so good the last time, so we had to bring him back on. And Michael Strasner is a transformational trainer and coach, as well as the author of The Skinny Branches. And we'll talk all about it. And for the past 30 years, Michael has facilitated both personal and corporate seminars and workshops on topics ranging from relationships, communication, leadership, entrepreneurship, public speaking, team building, and among others. His clients span the United States, Central America, and Europe, from Fortune 500 executives, presidents, CEOs, and mid-level managers to entrepreneurs, 
baby boomers, new parents, and college students, all the above. Michael Strasner's philosophy is that life is much more than having a to-do list, obligations, and settling for the ordinary. He believes our biggest possibility is to uncover our true passion and to live it with shameless passion and enthusiasm. Michael's mission in life is to empower people to take committed action on their visions and dreams with a sense, a true sense of urgency. He believes in people and their ability to transform themselves into leaders and examples of what's possible, and he is definitely a testament of that. Michael, it's so great to have you on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Michael, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Because somebody basically asked me what, what the different sponsor levels are and what comes with each level. Mm-mm. Okay, I don't hear him on the line. Hold on one sec, guys. He is texting me right now. Un momento, folks. Mike, are you there? That's what Robert gave me, man. What was he thinking? I don't know who is on that line. Okay, guys, wait two seconds. He's just calling in right now. Um, I want to give you guys a cool update on what's been going on on my end. In the meantime, I just moved into a house. How cool is that? I just got a place up in Carlsbad and been getting my domestication on. Been cooking pretty much every day, getting starting to garden, and it's been really, really fun. I have been crazy about Snapchat lately, so I've been putting updates on there of what I've been making and all my little recipes and stuff. If you guys are on Snapchat, follow me. It's really fun. My username is Healthy Low. It's a healthy L-O, one word. And uh, it'll be fun to follow you guys back and see who's out there in the Internet sphere. All right, he's writing me back. Okay. I don't know what the breakdown was. Okay, guys. Hold tight. All right. Michael, is that you? It is me. Awesome. You're here. What happened? <laughs> Well, um, what if I told you that my time is a little bit off? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You're on the line now, so I'm excited to have you on the show. <laughs> What's your day been I like apologize. today? No, it's okay. My it happens. It's live radio. Exciting. My day has been very exciting, full of lots of adventure and uh, kids' football games and cheerleading and all that fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Well, you know what? Those are the important things. Make it time for what matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to talk about your book. How exciting is that? Now, I know of you as someone who is a master at promoting other people and being like just a huge facilitator of change and transformation for others. What's it been like now being the person who's the author and having to promote your own stuff? What's What's that been like for you? 
Well, I can tell you it's definitely been a stretch. Yeah. Um, certainly uh, a little bit. Also, the idea of stretching is is part of my life and part of my everyday living. And so I look at it as a challenge and I look at it as an exciting opportunity. So it's been fun, too. Yeah. For sure, it's an area of growth. Even the, the guy who's writing about stretching and being on the tiny branches gets to experience that too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and so you've been on the show before. We we know a little bit more about you personally, but for people who haven't heard about the show before, share with us a little bit more about you personally, why you decided to write this book, and have you always been this enlightened, or <laughs> is this something you had to grow into? Well, I'm going to tell you I was definitely – not always this enlightened, and this has been a process of like a labor of love. So, you know, something that I've always wanted to do, something that uh, I always planned on doing, but I had never committed myself or put myself at stake for it. So mm-hmm. about a year ago, I decided to finally make a commitment and do whatever it takes to make it happen. And the work of transformation is something that I'm very excited about, something that I'm very passionate about, something that, you know, really lives for me. And I want as many people as possible to have the opportunity to transform their own life. And I thought by writing the book, I'd be able to get to as many people as I possibly could. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you, so, so what's, what's the full title of your book, Michael? The full title of my book is Living on the Skinny Branches, Creating a Life Worth Living. And what does that mean exactly? And courage. Oh yeah, those things, those things that are that that are so sexy and juicy to hear about, but so so scary sometimes to have <laughs> courage. Yeah, we'll we'll Absolutely. dive more into what that looks like and how to actually have that for yourself. But what does it mean, like the skinny branches? Is that like going out on a limb? Same kind of concept. Well, living on the skinny branches is about moving from the bottom of the tree of life where we're, where it's safe, where we're comfortable, where, you know, all we can see is the obstacles and the circumstances, and then having the, the courage to look up to the possibilities and then move our way up and move our way through those obstacles so that we can create clarity in our vision, clarity in our purpose, clarity in our focus, and then have the confidence and passion to go for it and to create not only the results that we want, but also the experience that we want in life. Yeah. And that sounds really inspiring and something that we all want to do, but how the heck do you actually do that? How do you how do you get to that point where you can be out there on those skinny branches and have more vision? And, you know, I mean, it's like it's something that I can read and feel inspired to do, but how do we actually do that, you know, make it actually happen? Well, I think what we what we need to do is get off of the treadmill and stop focusing on the the half dues in our life and the duties in our life and the mm-hmm. obligations and be willing to just really step off of the automatic pilot and take some time to look into the future and ask ourselves what do we really want in our lives? You know, what's important to us? What matters to us? I think if you stop and ask you know, typical people on a daily basis, what they talk about, they don't talk about their dreams. They don't talk about what they want. They don't talk about their visions. They don't talk about what they're passionate about. They talk about 
all the things that they have to do, the obligations, the the running around from from one activity to the next, the the work commitments, the the you know dry cleaning they need to pick up, the the house they need to clean. So they're they're focused on the everyday. Let's call it automatic survival things that we do. And what they're not focused on is, you know, their, their purpose, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, so I think why is a really important question, you know, so why do you do the job that you do? Why, why are you in the relationships that you're in and what would be possible for you if you stopped doing what you always do the way you always do it and really connect with, what do you really want and what your what your dream is and what your vision is and start to look out into the future without obstacles, without circumstances, without limitation. So one of the things that I think people could do is is stop and get out some paper and just write without editing the life they truly want. Look out five years into the future or 10 years into the future or even 20 years into the future and design and create the life that they truly want. Think of themselves as an architect, you know, somebody that designs and creates the blueprints for their life versus somebody who is like the trash collector who every day has things that they need to pick up, things they need to do, things they need to get done, things they need to clean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I love that. So we're on, we're just sort of like robots on this treadmill of life and, you know, just distracted watching TV and Internet and just, you know, just numb to to life. And it's so easy to get sucked into that. And it sounds to me like there is either the conscious choice to jump off or sometimes we get pushed off by life experience, something that kind of jolts us awake. I mean, I think of friends of mine who I know who have had near-death experiences, for example, and it ends up being the best thing that they've ever encountered because it took them off that treadmill and had them open up their eyes and see what what it's all about. And, you know, I know for myself, almost a year ago, I fell down a flight of stairs and I could barely walk for a few weeks. And it was one of the best things I ever did. I felt like I was meant to do that. And it just like immediately kind of shifted me. Is this something that that you see? And what's up with that? Well, I think that that happens for a lot of people. It also happens in in relationship loss, you know, like, uh, you know, every, you know, let's say somebody is in a relationship and they think it's going great. Uh, or they think it's going fine, maybe not necessarily great, but it's okay. And then the next mm-hmm. thing you know, that pers- uh, their partner says, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. And right. all of a sudden, there was like this you know, tremendous wake-up call. And then the person that is being broken up with is now in a scramble, like a, like a, a 911 emergency to listen to their girlfriend or, or uh, be more supportive of their boyfriend's wants and, and needs or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it's like, now we want to make all the changes. And I think mm-hmm. that most people wait until it's too late where the breakdown is irreversible and then all of a sudden they have an epiphany. And that's one of the things that I coach people about all the time is having foresight versus hindsight. You know, hindsight, as we, we've all heard, hindsight is always twenty twenty. We can always say after the breakdown happened or after the loss has occurred, we can always look and say, you know, I could have done this, I should have done this, and I, and I wish I did that. And the thing is, is that 
none of that produces the life that we want and none of that produces the breakthroughs that we want. And then also we have a tendency to fall into the same habits in the very next relationship, very next job, or the next thing that we do. And, and habits are addictive. And so if we could break those habits and break the, the uh, cycle, then we can access and get access to our, our true uh, privilege to be a human being, which is to create the future that we want. Think about it this way. A hundred years ago, a lot of people were using an outhouse. You know, a lot of people were using an outhouse because we didn't have, you know, normal, uh, effective indoor plumbing. Now everybody, you know, certainly here in America, we, we take for granted indoor plumbing. We take for granted electricity. You know, it's not like we walk into the house and the lights go on and we, we stop and we take a moment to thank Thomas Edison for all the work he did to create that light. But but imagine if we applied the same level of ingenuity and the same level of creativity and the same level of entrepreneurship to our visions, to our lives, to our futures, to our health, to our relationships, to our careers, then we would have access to the true privilege of being a human being, which is to be a creative force versus, uh, you know, somebody that just goes through the motions and continues to have the same breakdowns over and over again. Yeah. That's a life that's alive <laughs> versus zombie Absolutely. or dead. Yeah. Absolutely. So so you, you write in your book about um, starting at the bottom. What does that mean? What does this mean, starting at the bottom? Is this something that you experienced yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> growing up, uh, growing up, I, I made up a lot of conversations about myself. We all make up conversations about ourselves. And one of the conversations I made up about myself is that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I, I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. Uh, you know, a, a lot of different forms of the same conversation. And that level of unworthiness drove all of my actions in life. It drove all of my behaviors. So it was automatic for me to find a way to sabotage myself so that I could be right, that I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy. So it didn't matter if it was uh, performing in school. It didn't matter if it was being in a relationship. It didn't matter if it was uh, pursuing something that, that was a personal goal. I would always find a way to undermine it, to sabotage it, to not follow through on it so that I could be right, that I'm not worthy. So it's a cycle. It's like a dog, you know, chasing its own tail. So starting from the bottom means essentially that, you know what? I'm not, I'm not any different than anybody out there in the world that, that just because I've accomplished some amazing things over the last 30 years and I've you know, become a, an organizational uh, transformation uh, trainer and because I've become a coach and because you know, I get paid a lot of money to work with people and coach people and make a difference in their lives, and that doesn't mean that I'm better than other people. It doesn't mean I'm more special. It really means that, that I started from the same place that most people do, where I invented these conversations about myself. I imagined these conversations about myself, and they prohibited me from really believing in who I am and what I can do with my life. And when I went through my own transformational process beginning 30 years ago, part of that transformation was to let go of those limiting beliefs and those limiting conversations and invent whole new conversations about who I am and what I can do and starting from a clean space. 
you know, imagine if every day we wake up in the in the morning, it's really a clean space. It's a blank canvas, and we can paint or be the architect, as I said, to design the life that that I say that well, I want and that you say that you want. That's what's really possible. So starting from the bottom means starting from scratch, starting from the bottom of the tree in my comfort zone uh, where all I can see were the walls and the limitations and the obstacles that were in my way and not able to see a clear vision. Does this ever need or necessitate to kind of clean house the people that are in your life? If people relate to you as the, those original stories, how does that come into play? Well, the people that that related to me and I, that I was in relationship with with those original stories uh, and conversations that I had, obviously I went through a transformation with them as well. And what was wonderful about that is that it gave me an opportunity to go back to those people that I truly care about, my mother, my father, my brother, my, my you know extended family, my friends, the people in my life. It, it gave me not only the power to go do it, but then to, to work with them in the process of transforming not only myself, but transforming them to become who they are. So when I began my own transform, transformational journey, I actually reached out to, to the people in my life and the people I care about and created transformation with those people as well. And now we live in that space. I mean, I have an amazing relationship now with my family and all of the members of my family. Now, is it easy uh, all the time? No, of course not. Do we have challenges? Do we have breakdowns? Yes. Do we push each other's buttons? Yes. But what we also do now and what we have access to are tools in order to resolve the issues, you know, tools that work to resolve the conflicts and to clean up the, 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 uh, the, the issues that get in the way, uh, the feelings that are hurt, the, the insensitive comments that are made, whatever it might be that could cause, you know, an ultimate breakdown in a relationship or something that, that, you know, gets worse over time. It doesn't happen that way anymore because I have the tools and my family and my friends have the tools in order to resolve those conflicts and build the relationships and make them spectacular and healthy and effective. And also some people that I thought were my friends per se, you know, when I was really honest with myself and I really, you know, looked at what was really going on in my life, I realized that some of the people that I thought were quote unquote friends weren't really friends. They were either people that were using me for whatever it was or people that maybe I was using for whatever it was. And it doesn't mean I, I just, you know, blew those people off or, or cut them out of my life. But it, what it means is I took a stand for the life that I want to live and for the way I want to live my life. And, and, and it was an open invitation to all of those people to come with me and to be involved. But if they chose not to, it's totally okay. So I don't, yeah. I don't write them off and say, I hate you. It's more like I love you and I care about you and I'll always be here for you. But I'm going to move on here now into this direction. Yeah, I love that. I hear you being committed to your vision of what you want for your life, what you see for yourself. And it's like, hey, come and join me. I love you. I want you to be a part of this. And if they don't, it's like, well, you're still committed to what you want to create in your life, and that's that's their choice. And I think yeah, that's really great. Can, yeah. Can I give you an example of that? Like, I, yes, I think please. it's a powerful example. So, you know, people in my family used to smoke. Not everybody, but there were some people that smoked. Nobody smokes in my family anymore. Now, 
it, it isn't because we all ostracized them and we all said, you know, we hate you and, and gave them an ultimatum and said, if you don't stop smoking, we're not going to have a relationship with you. It's more that we we sat down and communicated with that person how much we loved them, how important they were, how we believe in them and that we want them to be here and live a healthy life and enjoy their life and to have access to all of the energy necessary to create the life that they truly want to live and essentially enrolled them in their life, enrolled them in living their life. And now as a result of that, they have, they, they, they are, you know, taking action and being healthy and making healthy choices. And that wasn't always the case, especially 30 years ago when I started my transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. What if what if someone listening they're they, they're inspired by this? It's something they want they want to take on of living on the skinny branches and really elevating their life. What if they're just confused? Like they don't know what they're really passionate about. They're they're true calling. They just aren't really sure. Where's what's a good place to start with that? You know, I think that you know a lot of times when people say I don't know, they think of it as a problem. You know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't know what my vision is. I don't know what I want. You know, I, I, I actually think it's great. When somebody says, I don't know, I say, yes. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? You don't know. Let's think about what you're saying. If you're saying you don't know, then that means that you have all the possibilities in the world. Mm-hmm. When you say you don't know, do you really have to know everything? Why can't you stop and look and make a choice about something that you want or something that matters to you? Pursue that, do it, go for it, be in it 100%, and then when you do that, then you can make another choice. Maybe your next choice is, I don't really want to do that anymore, or I completed it, and now I can move on to something new. So there's nothing wrong with I don't know. There's nothing wrong with a lack of clarity about vision and purpose. A lot of people don't have clarity of vision. A lot of people don't have clarity of purpose. As a matter of fact, in my experience of the thousands of people I've worked with in my coaching and my seminars and my transformational trainings that I do, I would say 99% of the people have uh, have very little clarity about their vision and their purpose in life. <laughs> and some of them are extremely successful. Just because mm-hmm. you're quote-unquote successful based on society's interpretation of success, that doesn't mean that you're happy. It doesn't mean that you're fulfilled. In many of those cases, those people are following the steps and following in the footsteps and in the in the expectations that were set for them by their parents, by society, maybe even by their peers. So they're in many cases doing what they think they were supposed to do. And when they do when they're doing what they think they're supposed to do, that doesn't mean you're filled. It doesn't mean you're empowered. It doesn't mean you're you're impassioned about your life. Mhm. Yeah. And I, I can say for personal experience with that that I I can't really think of many aha moments like, oh, this is my passion or this is my purpose. I mean, I see a few examples like when I decided to go to naturopathic medical school, that was definitely a moment where I felt like I aligned to, you know, my my path. I mean, that was something I remember specifically. But but in terms of like 
this is my purpose or my vision. It, it happens more when I'm kind of on the grind working at it, you know, and it's like, oh, this, like when I feel like I'm in the groove of actually doing something, I'm like, okay, this I really like to do. And, you know, and, and for people listening, this might be the way that you guys operate is, is actually just roll up your sleeves, get busy doing something, you know, like, like Michael said, doing something that, that, you know, matters to you. So what matters to you? Get involved with something like that. And, you know, you may have some aha moments that come out of that. Absolutely, because think about it like this. You're in health, and, and as a doctor, you know, this is your passion in life is to is to coach people and support people in creating the healthiest life that they can live. So if you think about it just in the form of eating healthy and exercise, just just imagine how people feel when they do that, even if you mm-hmm. don't want to do it. When you take action to exercise, when you take action to eat healthy, when you take the steps to do that in your life, uh, one day, two days, six days a week, every time you do it, no matter no matter what the story is or what the circumstance is, you're going to feel really good about yourself. You're going to feel yeah. passion, energy, and enthusiasm. And when you feel that way, you know, I like to call it creating momentum. You know, of us, you know, we don't have momentum. And how we get momentum is by taking action on something that matters, no matter how big or how small, and then we take action on it and we do whatever it takes until we complete that result. It doesn't matter if it's something as small as cleaning your car, washing your car, cleaning your closet, cleaning out your trunk, you know, going to the dry cleaner, you know, uh, getting a a new hairstyle. I mean, it it doesn't have to be profound, like getting a new job or buying a new home or starting a new career. But, But the thing is, no matter how big or small it is, every time we take action in our life on something that matters to us, we gain momentum. And so we go from no momentum to momentum to big momentum. And when we got big mo, we can do anything. Yeah, Right. And those little things that you can be proud of yourself and that builds confidence and, and that momentum you're talking about. And and you know, what I what I see with that is it creates congruence. Like for myself, I know that when I just go and work out, I it's like just that action of working out, I know that working out is good for me and fitness is good for me. And so doing something that's in line with what I believe and what I know is true, that's congruence. That's me being true to myself of what I something that I believe. And so if I did the flip side and I never work out and I know it's good for me, there's this like dissonance that I have inside that I'm not doing what I know is, is, is good for me. Well, what happens is everything is a habit. So when we break our word, no matter how big or small, when we're out of integrity, no matter how big or small, whenever we do those actions or lack of actions, then what happens is we start to develop a conversation. You know, we, we invent mm. a conversation, and, and it's in our head, and it's our little voice, and that little voice says, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you should be ashamed, you know, you, you know and we feel guilty, and then none of that inspires us into committed action to change it. So right. when, we, when we realize that by taking action – to follow through on those commitments and those those important aspects of our life, again, no matter how big or small, will increase our confidence, increase our self-esteem, increase our personal integrity. That's when we get the energy and the momentum to do it in all the areas of our lives. Mm. How important is is your word? Is honoring your word, doing what you say you're going to do, or honoring that? What? How big is that? It, I think it's essential in everything that we do. First of all, when you think of your word, and when I think of my word, it's it's the conversation I'm having with myself 
uh, my internal dialogue. So it's not just it's not just doing what I say I'm going to do. That is to live my word, to make a commitment, to follow through, to do what I say I'm going to do. That's living my word. But it's also word is another way of looking at it is is what am I saying to myself? What's the conversation I'm having inside? And then Mm -hmm. how does that reflect and how does that show up in my relationships, in my personal and professional life? And living my word is, is essential in developing credibility and developing uh, the confidence that we want and the confidence that we need to face our fears. We can't face our fears if we don't have confidence. And mm. we can't develop that, that confidence unless we're willing to face our fear. You know, we all have fear. Fear is a normal thing. Fear is part of life. Fear, fear is, you know, part of everyday life, whether it's fear of falling, fear of of dying, fear of being hurt, fear of being rejected, fear of looking bad, fear of making a mistake. We all have fears in our lives. And the thing is, is that every time we face that fear, we confront that fear, and we push through that fear, and we get to the other side of it, our confidence goes up, our our excitement goes up. It's like that exhilarating feeling of being on a roller coaster. You know, the the way up, we're terrified in control, in fear, holding on for dear life. But when we go down, we, re- we release, we let go, and we're screaming. And in that screaming, we're, we're, we're so excited. And then when the ride is over, we go, wow, that went so fast. That was so quick. I want to do it again. It was amazing. So once we face our fear, we want to do it again and again and again. And that's when we develop those new habits. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, really going for it and pushing – past your comfort zone then becomes a habit. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all have a comfort zone. Everybody's comfort zone is, is different. And a lot of people out there probably think of a comfort zone as a physical thing. A comfort zone is an imaginary box that I've created and invented in my mind and that you have created and invented in your mind that doesn't really exist. The thing is, is because of the energy that we put into it and all of the ways that we reinforce our comfort zone, we we actually operate in our life as if it truly does exist and everybody can see it. So it's an imaginary box. It's not real. And when we, again, take take those risks, when we push through our fear, when we take that committed action to go after what we want, to go after what matters to us, the box gets smaller and smaller and smaller the little voices in our head, the limiting voices become softer and quieter, and eventually we don't even hear them. And all we hear is either I can do it, I, ha- I matter, my vote counts, so let's call it positive uh, reinforced conversations or beliefs, or we don't hear anything. When I wake up in the morning, I literally hear nothing. I don't hear the old tape I used to hear in my head. 30 years ago, when I woke up in the morning, it sounded like this. Oh, all I need need is seven more minutes. Let's hit the snooze button. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. You know, I didn't want to get out of bed. And, of Mm -hmm. course, I did. But I, I, you know, I did, I, I, but I didn't want to get out of bed because I wasn't, I wasn't lit up about my life. I wasn't living my dreams. I wasn't going after my, my vision. I wasn't impassioned. I was on automatic pilot and I was looking for ways to cope with and medicate to make me feel better about the, 
the negative thoughts and negative feelings that I was having. But now when I wake up in the morning, I wake up and I literally hear nothing. And imagine how beautiful that is because from nothing I can create whatever I want. Yeah. And so can everybody out there listening. It's childlike. It's almost like you wake up like a little kid. You just like it's like endless opportunities, whatever you want to do. It's before those conversations have started to form and it's like it's just it's a clean slate. It's like a blank canvas. It's exactly like being a child. I mean, when children wake up, what do they think of? Nothing. When it, right. you know, I've, I've got a 10-year-old. His name is Connor. When Connor wakes up in the morning, he jumps out of bed. He's in fifth gear at 6 a.m. <laughs> The average person is not in fifth gear at 6 a.m. They might be getting up at 6 a.m., but they're a hostage. You know, they're reluctant. They're they're ambivalent. They're they're tired. They're like, don't talk to me. I'm not a morning person. You know, I mm-hmm. can't kiss you until I've brushed my teeth. I can't. You know, uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I I have to take a shower. I can't go out in public until I've taken a shower. You, Connor doesn't even know what a shower is. Connor only takes a shower when he has to take a shower. So you want to talk about what a have-to is? What's a have-to for a 10-year-old? Going to bed and taking a shower. That's a have-to. Everything else is joy, fun, creativity, adventure, excitement, and it's Energizer Bunny all day, every day. Yeah. And that's all what's possible. That's all really – that's all we are really deep down underneath it all. Beneath all the stories and the lies we tell ourselves and, you know, life experiences happen, we make it mean something, we, you know, choose an identity and and have conversations about that and we just live into that. And it's just about stripping that off and getting back to who we are when we would just run around naked and not care who was watching, right? Exactly. Because, look, I, I mean, look, I can't sing well, but I can promise you it has never stopped me from singing. Right. In the last 30 years... I sing all the time. I just, you know, got on my friend's phone the other day. He didn't answer the phone, and uh, I got his voicemail, and I just started singing. And here's what's so great about it. I was singing a Beatles song, and I know lots of Beatles songs, and I know lots of words to, to many of the Beatles songs, and I literally broke out in a Beatles song I've never sung before. And I didn't know any of the words except the chorus, but I made them up as I went, and he... He called me back today, and he was laughing hysterically and told me that that was one of the best messages he's gotten in, in a long, long time. And I sing to him anytime I want. And and this is a guy singing to a guy. I mean, I, I knew yeah. it would lit. I knew he would be lit up. I knew he'd be laughing about it. I knew I'd make his day, and that's really all it took. I love that. That's so awesome. I actually am thinking, I, I had a, a boyfriend years ago who on his voicemail, he said to leave a message at the beep in the form of a poem. <laughs> beautiful. That's you get beautiful. such funny voicemails from people. I love that. Yes, and imagine how it could, how it, you know, it's just a little way to, to you know, to put a smile on somebody's face, to mm-hmm. warm somebody's heart, to to open them up to something or to experience uh, joy or happiness. It's really not that hard. It's really not that complicated. And and again, going back to the ch- to the child example that you brought up, you know, children don't live in a complicated world. They're in a very simple world. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. they're not they're. They're not driven by 
all of the complexities that we as adults make things, you know, relationships and and the choices that we are making in our lives. And I'm not saying that as an adult we don't have important decisions to make. Of course we do. But when we lose that childlike joy and passion and energy and love and expression of love and vulnerability and willingness to be vulnerable and and, uh, and courage to speak up, you know, 10-year-olds, everybody's in the chorus. I mean, just so we're clear here, Everybody's in the chorus. When I go to the to the to the choruses uh, that the kids sing at school, everybody's singing. It's not just the girls, and it's not just the people who have a wonderful voice. Everybody's up there, and they're all going for it. I can't yeah. wait to see the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving show. <laughs> it's so adorable. It's like you know we can learn so much from kids in that way. And what about what about for people listening who it's like. Yeah, but Michael, you don't know my situation. You know, this situation, this is really hard or, you know, life sucks because of this, this and this. What about being able to have that sense of excitement and childlikeness just, you know, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of breakdowns? Okay, well, look, there are there are real life situations that are painful or or incredibly sad and and pain is real and it could be the loss of relationship it could be uh somebody passed away or somebody died suddenly uh you lose your job you know i don't expect somebody that uh you know got fired from a job they love and and not just love but a job they need in order to to sustain their life person to be jumping for joy but that doesn't mean that at some point once they process those feelings or process those emotions or vent and release the anger or vent and release the sadness and let go of whatever those emotions are that they get to get back to who they really are and what they can really create and and if they don't get there then that person is going to be dragging resentment in their life. That person is going to be putting layers and walls up. You know, I'm never going to be in a relationship again. I'm never going to be vulnerable vulnerable again. I'm never going to give my love again because last time I got hurt, you know, I better just settle for a, uh, an okay job or a mediocre job where I don't have to be at risk, where I don't have to uh, potentially fail. Uh, so I'm going to play it safe. Look, uh, if we don't let go of the past and if we don't let go of the emotions and the thoughts and the, the beliefs that stop us, prohibit us, and get in the way of creating the life that we want, then ultimately you will be right and you will never have what you want. So can you be? Uh, can you say that right now I'm not up for this or right now or today uh, I, I'm just not in the space to, to go out and create a life worth living or to go out and, and climb up the skinny branches of the tree? Absolutely. But at some point, you got to let it go. you got to get off it. And I think that's important. People have a hard time getting off it. You know, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be mm-hmm. miserable or do you want to be in love? Do you want to be sad or do you want to be connected? Do you want to be in scarcity and survival or do you want to be in abundance and prosperity? Those are choices that you make, and those are, those are created based on the conversations that, that dominate your life, and then those conversations lead to the choices that you make and the actions that you take. So are you allowed to throw a chair? Yes, just not at anybody. Are you allowed mm-hmm. to hit something? Yes, a punching bag with a, a, a glove on in a safe way. 
You know, so kickboxing, great way to let out anxiety. Running, great way to do it. There's a lot of ways for you to release pain, release emotion. Find a friend uh, that, that you can trust, where you can open up and cry and open up and express your feelings. So there's a lot of ways to let go, release, and vent, and you have total permission to do that. But eventually, it's time to get your big boy boots on, get your, you know, your, your big girl shoes on, and it's time to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about people at home? What's, some, what's one thing they can do at home to allow them to pop out of bed tomorrow morning? You know, something that's going to – how can they get aligned to that excitement? Or, or you know, what, what's something that people can do at home? Okay, the first thing that they should do right now is grab a piece of paper and write down the top 10 commitments in your life. And a commitment is not a want, a wish, or a dream. A commitment is something you said you would do that you have not completed. It's something that you said you would do that you're in process of completing, but you have not completed. So what are the top 10 commitments you have in your life right now? Write them down. And then... Create a specific plan of action for by when will you accomplish and complete each of those commitments. And what I would do is the easiest one first. For example, let's say it's returning the phone call to your mother. Sometimes, you know, people have have challenging relationships with their parents. And, you know, your mom called and left you a message a few days ago and you know you have it on your list of I need to get back to her, but maybe you are telling yourself, I've got to be in the right frame of mind to call my mother. Okay, fine. Make that your first call. You just do it. As soon as you get off this phone call right now, as soon as you get off this this uh, and complete this radio show, you go and you call your mother. You take action on the first item on the list that is the quickest and the easiest to complete, and you do whatever it takes to get it complete and you create by-when agreements, specific dates and times and specific results that you're going to accomplish by-when regarding those other commitments, and then you do whatever it takes to do it. You don't buy into your stories. You don't buy into your excuses. You do it. And even if it's getting up tomorrow and not hitting the snooze button, how about this? Instead of getting up at 7, hitting the snooze button for 7 more minutes, how about this? Set your alarm for 6.50, even though you don't have to get up until 7. Mm-hmm. And then get up and out of bed at 6.57. <laughs> your alarm goes <laughs> off at 6.50. Think about it. It's a small thing, but your alarm goes off at 6.50. You don't have to get out of bed till 7, and you could lie there until 6.59 and 59 seconds. But you get up and you get out of bed before 7 o'clock. And if you do that, no matter how small this sounds, you're going to feel super good about yourself because you're starting your day off with keeping your word. And if you do that each and every day with all of those commitments, your confidence will go up, your passion will go up, your enthusiasm will go up, you'll have that momentum I talked about, and you'll be ready to climb up the skinny branches of the tree. Mm, I love that. Every time you keep your word, your experience of yourself grows. Right. Every time you break Absolutely. your word, your experience of yourself diminishes. So if you want to, if you want to grow, if you want to empower yourself, keep your word. Do what you say you're going to do. You know, that's that's really what it's all about. You are your word. I love this stuff. I could talk to you all night, but we flew through like 45 minutes. It's crazy how fast that that went by. <laughs> Absolutely. 
it's a pleasure talking to you. It's a lot of fun too. I love it. So, so I am so excited about your book, Michael. Living on the Skinny Branches. For people listening, I know you're going to be doing um, a campaign, right? So there's a specific day that you're requesting for people to purchase the book, so we can really build some momentum. So, how can people get your book, and, and what day should should they be buying it? Okay, so first of all, my book is being uh, is being launched a week from today, which is November seventeenth and it will be available on Amazon.com. So they can log in to Amazon.com and order their book. The book is $14.95, and uh, they can also get on our mailing list immediately. They can log into my website, michaelstrasner.com slash book. So it's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Strasner, S-T-R-A-S-N-E-R.com book and they can get on our mailing list and uh, they will also receive the free materials and bonus materials that go along with the book but the book is being launched a week from today on November 17th and just to be clear about the title because I was breathing heavy when we first started this call <laughs> living on the, the title is living on the skinny branches five tools to creating power freedom and a life worth living amazing I love it, Michael. I just want to just say thank you so much for you know spending your time with us. I know your time is really valuable, and I, I'm so grateful for the work you do. And I have to say that this topic tonight is exactly what I need to hear right now. I have to say myself, I've been feeling like I've just been kind of dragging a little bit, just a little like, is this really what it's all about? And this is a good jolt for me just to get realigned with what my vision is, what's important to me, and it's really amazing timing for me. So from, you know, I'm saying thank you on behalf of everyone listening and for myself, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you too, Lauren. Have a have a great night and have a great day and I look forward to hearing about all the amazing results you're creating too. Awesome. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely love this topic. I, I might have to listen to this again. It's so freaking inspiring, right? Can you guys just say that when you first started listening to the show versus now, don't you feel more inspired and just more excited and motivated? It's just, he's so dynamic and so powerful. I love it. So check out the book, Living on the Skinny Branches. Please uh, purchase it on November 17th so you can really help to to build the momentum for the launch. And uh, I love you guys. I'm so excited that this show is still going strong. I love all the support. If you've been listening to the show and you like it, please, please, please leave a review on iTunes. I'd love to see those. I read every single one. They mean the world to me. You can check me out at shinenaturalmedicine.com and drlaurennoel.com and tune in next week. We're going to be talking with the amazing Jenna Phillips at imonamission.com and we'll be continuing the conversation about personal development, mindset, growth, and just being the amazing person that you already are. Have a wonderful week, you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Holiday 
your heart out at Old Navy. Today only, all hats, gloves, and scarves are 50% off. Plus, get 40% off your entire purchase today at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hats, gloves, and scarves valid 1120. 40% valid 1115 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See store for details.